This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rivett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We're currently recording on January the 11th, 2022, hence the Happy New Year. And uh, normally we go through with our first podcast uh, to talk about the most read articles for the prior year. Now, we did come out with an article that was the top 21 most read articles for 2021. Um, But before we get to that, Craig, let's go talk about the Louis Vuitton and Dior boutiques exiting the um, Saks Fifth Avenue in downtown Toronto, because that was kind of a a worrisome, um, well, turn of events, right? Yeah, yeah, that surprised me um, that both of those brands had exited uh, Saks Fifth Avenue in downtown Toronto. Saks has currently three stores in Canada that are the full-size luxury department stores. And the downtown Toronto one, certainly the most comprehensive in terms of designer offering, but uh, two of their best-known brands, uh, Louis Vuitton's a very big brand, and Dior is uh, pretty much the same, uh, have pulled out. And I was shocked because at the end of the day, we've been left in a little bit of a vacuum as far as why these two boutiques have been closed in the downtown Saks location. So for, for me, it's very easy to then... St- start speculating and in these tough times go into the negative spin. Um, so for me, I was trying to see, is there any positive benefit for Saks Fifth Avenue to shutter these two boutiques? In, and I'm coming up with a blank because especially in their downtown Toronto flagship, like anybody would want these two big brand names on their roster. So unfortunately, I only have the negative spin left in my speculation here. So, Craig, what's your thought on this? Because for me, without any kind of confirmation or official statement or rationale, um, it doesn't look good in the guesswork of what's Um, happening. I wouldn't want to speculate on anything just yet, but uh, it's not a good sign when a retailer, a luxury retailer like that loses two significant brands. And just up the road, two kilometers is whole Renfrew that has two boutiques for, for that, right? So Louis Vuitton and Dior. And those stores have stayed open mm. and uh, actually they're quite new. Uh, and the same brands also have stores just up the street on yep. Bloor Street. So the fact that uh, we've got this node a few cl- couple of kilometers north and these they're staying while exiting downtown, it's not a, at least it's not a good sign for the Saks Fifth Avenue store in downtown Toronto. I'm not saying that it's shutting down at the moment, but uh, you know, new stock is being brought in. But uh, nevertheless, it's it's not a good sign. So it'll be interesting. We'll be following this story over the next few weeks to see what's happening there. So what will happen with those two vacated um, locations in the downtown Saks store? I'm assuming they're not just going to sit there in you know memory of Louis Vuitton and Dior. Well, Saks is going to, I'm assuming, put new brands into those spaces. Now, are they like leased brands? They could be leased brands, you know, their own spaces that were operated by those brands. Or maybe Saks Fifth Avenue will just um, turn these into wholesale departments and we'll uh, put some brands in there. When uh, the Celine shop or boutique shut down on the main floor of Saks Fifth Avenue a few months ago, uh, quite quickly, uh, Saks Fifth Avenue came in and t- converted that to a Givenchy bag and accessory boutique. So who knows what's going to happen? And it may be the case that something temporary goes into both of those spaces. But one thing to note, of course, is that those were purpose-built concessions. So Louis Vuitton isn't going to let their fixtures just sit there and, you know, 
a new brand of bags comes in and it's in a Louis Vuitton type of looking store. That's, I don't think going to happen. I'm sure there's some checks and balance in terms of, you know, those fixtures being removed because those brands have their own proprietary design in terms of the way that their stores look. And at the end of the day, we have no idea what 2022 is going to bring Saks Fifth Avenue in Canada. We're just speculating and we have no information. So we can't say anything beyond that. We've seen these two boutiques shutter in the downtown um, Toronto location. So we'll see what happens and keep reporting. And beyond this nuance, we had the top 21 read most read articles for Retail Insider that we wanted to go through. So Craig, let's look at Forever 21 returning to Canada, which we reported on in April 2021. And it was a follow-on article to the bankruptcy in 2019 where they shuttered all their stores and then this was them returning. So let's talk about that. Goodness, I mean, the departure was so sudden or at least shocking right? yeah. when uh, the announcement came in it was 2019 and uh, Forever 21 was exiting Canada. Um, it did. Stores eventually shut down and then, uh, uh, you know, Canadian company comes, scoops up the rights and uh, uh, YM Group. And we've got Forever 21 back in uh, Canada with a bunch of stores as well as within Hud- some Hudson's Bay store locations. Mm. So um, we saw Yorkdale and I forget which the other one was that actually put in Forever 21 stores. And now we've got more uh, that are there. I've seen the Queen Street store in downtown Toronto has a Forever 21 department for ladies on the second floor. I don't know if there's one for men because I haven't been upstairs for a while. This new uh, variant in the pandemic has lots of us not going into stores as much as exactly. we used to. So you know, I'm sure people hopefully understand that uh, yeah. at this time because normally we would be doing more research, jumping around, going into buildings. But it's it's just... You know, not the time safe right now. Want to get sick, but well, well, it's interesting that the YM Group picked up the rights trademark and stuff to be able to kind of reopen it in Canada, which kind of leads me into our next kind of group of stories, which were very well read, like having to do with Hudson Bay not renewing their Zellers trademark and then somebody else picking up the trademark and then starting to use it in Quebec. So, and not only that, uh, Hudson Bay also did some pop ups for Zellers, and that story was also very popular. So, Craig. Let's kind of back up and start into the trademark dispute and and go from there. Yes, yes. And we had quite a conversation about that before, too, of course. So we can keep this one short because that was quite an interesting saga. Yes. Uh, (laughs) In terms of someone from Sorel Tracy, Quebec, had uh, come to us and says, this Zeller's store is opening. There's these trucks and whatnot. Uh, I thought, oh, this can't be happening. No, nobody would ever do this. Well, there was a family in Quebec that uh, had taken the Zeller's name. Uh, the trademark had expired. The Hudson Bay Company had that trademark before. Mm-hmm. And uh, the family decided to uh, try to open some stores. So uh, we'll see where that goes. I, I haven't followed the story since reporting on it. I know that CBC has done a little bit of homework there. And the uh, family in Quebec was saying that uh, they were planning on opening more locations and had ideas for this chain. So we'll, we'll see where it goes. They, they certainly got guts with what they're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And besides the trademark dispute, we did have a popular article where Hudson Bay did do a pop-up for Zellers in one of their Hudson Bay stores. And it was just a popular article. I don't know if we need to go through it, but I wanted to more move into the Hudson Bay starting to downsize some of their downtown locations yeah, to be a smaller footprint. So let's go there, Craig. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because we are seeing this with downtown stores for Hudson's Bay, that some of these are being reduced in size. So in the summer of 2021, we reported that Hudson's Bay was would be downsizing its flagship store in downtown Montreal. 
we found out not too long after that that a downtown Calgary store was being reduced to just three floors from six. One well, Hudson Bay also split their retail like brick and mortar from their online divisions and have two separate leaders and so on. But we reported that in 2021, but it wasn't part of our top 21. Um, in the article that we were just talking about, about the downsizing of flagship stores, um, we did mention the October 2020 announcements from Hudson Bay, where they have a new division called HBC Properties and Investments which is starting to reconceptualize the downtown flagships into more mixed use buildings. So I'm just wondering, like from your perspective, Craig, did you see or hear anything more through 2021 with these reconceptualizing of the flagships? You know, honestly, I haven't heard much. Um, I think there's certainly things on the go. It just hasn't come to light Mm. or at least come to my attention. Um, But one thing that I have noticed, not necessarily related to the development arm is some suburban Hudson's Bay stores. These Bay stores are being reduced in size in terms of you may start seeing, you know, new walls being built that are bringing the store to, I guess, a smaller footprint location. I don't know if space in the back is being used for storage, but uh, interesting because like right now in the Vancouver area, at least when you're driving around, even in the very rural areas, like where I am, there is always an Amazon prime van going around. So I'm wondering if they're starting to take a look at, let's say, you know, the post in downtown where they're, it's a new development where they're going to have a more uh, downtown distribution center for Amazon. So are they going to maybe look at this retail space that they have spread out all over, maybe arguably too much retail space for Hudson Bay and use it to fulfill their online division to be able to handle this, uh, I don't know, more of a demand, like what's going on with Amazon and try to kind of compete or at least increase their revenues that way. At the end of the day, like you do need places to put your stock and inventory. And if it's not going to be, very well received in a brick and mortar sense. Why not use that space then for online e-fulfillment? I think you probably have figured out what's happening, at least in terms of some of that space being reduced stores. Yeah, I, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, my thought is that because the Hudson Bay company has separated the online division from the physical store divisions, both for Hudson's Bay and for yeah. Saks Fifth Avenue and off fifth, I think as well. Yeah, I mean, there's there's very clearly an effort in place to move online. Uh, it doesn't mean that physical retail has ended for for Hudson's Bay or for the Hudson mm-hmm. Bay Company, but uh, uh, certainly the company is is looking at its assets and looking at its business and is making decisions, which I'm assuming would be in the best interest financially for the company or at least for <laughs> yes, its owner. Exactly, shareholder. Uh, <laughs> you know, to be blunt. But uh, but but nevertheless, uh, yeah, I think it remains to be seen what uh, is going to be happening with those stores. But I do think that uh, distribution and fulfillment is going to be part of that, especially as there's uh, a pretty much, uh, I'd say, a record low percentage of industrial space that is available uh, generally because e-commerce has exploded during the pandemic. It's mm-hmm. no secret during the last couple of years, we've seen People shopping online more than ever. It's accelerated much faster than we had expected. And we never got to keep up in terms of construction of space to store all of the stuff that people are buying and having shipped to their homes or wherever. So uh, anyways, it's going to be a really interesting time to see what Hudson's Bay does with its stores and uh, where e-commerce goes Mm -hmm. as well. 
yeah, it's going to be interesting for 2022 for Hudson Bay, whether that be their trademarks, Zellers, also looking at their online store versus brick and mortar and yeah, pop-ups and all that kind of good stuff. So let's see on maybe some redevelopment news, who knows, but uh, we'll keep you posted. And the last topic is to do with um, Disney closing their stores. And we had a number of articles through 2021 kind of talking about the first breaking the news and then the closures as they unfolded throughout the year. So Craig, let's just kind of give a high level of that to wrap up the podcast. Yeah. I mean, and all the Disney stores have closed, so it's probably not a secret to anyone. No, they were paying any attention at all. (laughs) And, uh, so yes, we did a story, uh, found out, uh, through, so I won't give away sources, whatever, but we did find out that, uh, Disney would be closing all of its store locations in Canada at some point. Mm. Um, there was a lot of denials, unfortunately there. Um, yeah. we got concerned with some of the denials and knew that people would be losing their jobs and may not have enough time to find a new one because Disney wouldn't be giving them enough time. So we made the announcement and um you know i know that people were upset and we talked about this before in previous podcasts yeah people were upset at us i had some angry people we did provide the correct information and that information was provided because i felt it was in the best interest of everyone that it be released sooner than later yeah and uh it's not a decision that i take lightly because we were telling people they were losing their jobs and and i don't like doing that but the fact is i was able to confirm enough to make this something that I was comfortable with in terms of confirming and then passing that information on. And I don't, to this day, Disney has not made a statement publicly as far as I'm aware about the exit of its Canadian store operations. And, and that does shock me. So, yeah. uh, but nevertheless it is what it is and we don't have physical Disney stores in Canada, but who knows what's going to happen in the future. And that's it for the well, recap for 2021, Craig. Any kind of final thoughts of 2021 overall as we roll into 2022? Uh, just off the top of my head, 2021 was uh, quite a year, uh, second year of uh, mm. the pandemic. We saw lots happening in the retail industry. Uh, we saw fewer retailers shutting down than I think we yes. had expected. So. Uh, it's going to be interesting to watch what happens in January of 2022 and the first quarter in terms of, I am hearing that some retailers may look to shut down their operations, but we'll, we'll see what yep. happens. Um, I am also impressed with some of the resiliency that I've seen from some retailers uh, in terms of either making pivots or at least being able to hang in there as businesses. So uh, this has been a tough time for many retailers, not all. Uh, some grocery retailers have done well, some jewelers and other high-end <laughs> stores have done really well. Uh, despite the pandemic, but certainly this has been a challenging time, I would say for most, uh, whether or not it's business related or otherwise. Well, we all made it through 2021, so congratulations. And we'll continue reporting on retail news through 2022. So again, thank you, Craig, for going through the popular articles from 2021, as well as the two boutique closures in Saks Fifth Avenue in downtown Toronto. And otherwise, I'll chat with you next week. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care and bye for now. 